Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac, and on this bonus episode, I am joined by our first, well, Shadow Walker Paranormal's first uh, participant we helped out with outside our circle uh, with a certain case that he was dealing with, Mr. Barry Rick. How you doing? Hey, Isaac. How are you doing? One of the main important reasons I wanted to bring you on is because, like I said, you were someone we helped out that was outside our uh, immediate circle. Well, actually, you're not even in the same state, but no, yeah, your your case uh, that we dealt with was is like I I was telling telling you like you can brag about like you're the first that me and Megan helped that was first person first person we helped out outside our immediate circle, so you have that title to hold. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I want to thank you so much. Uh, anybody who listens to Hidden in the Shadows and needs help with an attachment to get rid of it, uh, you should really, really talk to Isaac and Megan because they helped me immensely. This thing has been attached to me for a decade. I didn't, I didn't pay for that PR, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it uh, should I just go ahead and uh, yeah. uh, say when it started and all that? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I guess, well, guess, a situation like how you started before you actually called us, in a sense. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm uh, 65 this year. I'm retired nurse anesthetist. And I've always had a belief in the paranormal, been interested. I've listened to uh, Coast to Coast for, you know, all the way going back to the Art Bell days. And uh, then podcast, the advent of podcast, and um, here's Hidden in the Shadows. But before that, about a decade ago, my uh, I was living on the farm with my mom and helping her out. She was about 80 at the time. And she decided to go on eBay and buy a chair. Now she's a Midwestern 80 year old farmer. Um, still in great health. I mean, she could run circles around me, but still she needed help on the farm. And she decided something new. She's going to buy this chair off of eBay. Well, brings the chair home and everything seems just fine. We bring it into the house. And that evening, after everybody had gone to bed, I'd walk by this chair and I thought, wow, I can't be making that much wind to make this chair rock back and forth. It was, uh, it was on rollers and, it, you know, it, it was a kind of a recliner roller chair. But anyway, it, it would rock while, when I walked past it. And um, then uh, I noticed the next day I was, sitting at the uh, breakfast table, I look over and the chair is rocking by itself. And I thought, what in the heck did we bring into this house? And uh, that night, that chair went to the, uh, <laughs> went to the junkyard. That's when things got worse. Absolutely. Uh, the next thing that happened was I was, you know, uh, this sounds kind of um, pedestrian, but I was going to wash clothes. And so I had collected all of my dirty clothes, put them in a laundry basket, sent it outside my room. And uh, I uh, come back from mowing the lawn or whatever, and uh, my laundry basket's not sitting outside my room. And I thought that was odd. I thought, you know... I don't really want my 80 year old mom carrying that downstairs. And, uh, so I, uh, opened the door to my bedroom 
you turn the light on and I kind of do this Scooby-Doo. I'm dating myself. I mean, I literally, my, I was backpedaling so fast. There was this rug on a, this hardwood floor that I fell down because what I saw was this great big lump under my blankets with a teddy bear sitting there on top of it with my old army, classy army hat sitting on top of this bear. That's what I saw after I turned the light up. And that's when I knew that we, we had gathered something from this chair that uh, by taking it to the dump, didn't take it away. And that was 10 years ago. And uh, things have gotten certainly more out of control. I mean, I have a lot more stories, Isaac. I know people want to hear them. <laughs> well, one of the things, whenever we would, I would leave, the thing attached to me and briefly to my mom, in the house, like messing with us. Um, like, well, for instance, my mom, she had all these, these beanie babies. And I would, once again, I had to open the door to my bedroom, turn on the lights because I'd been, you know, working out on the farm all day. And uh, I would see a beanie baby hanging by its neck from a rubber band. My bed, my uh, mattress from my bed were pushed because it was sort of a shotgun bedroom situation there were three bedrooms right in the rule and uh like one bedroom led to the next so you open two doors and all three bedrooms are kind of connected sort of a weird layout but anyway my mattress would be at the furthest bedroom laying on top of my mom's bed and there would be beanie babies perched on top of her fan blades so if she had walked in the room turned the light on and the fan all these beanie babies would have been spit all over the place. The most unnerving thing was when, when I would see these beanie babies hung up by rubber bands or ropes or uh, uh, this entity, um, which, by the way, I found out after, uh, like I said, I listened to Coast to Coast and a number of programs like Hidden in the Shadows. Like I said, attached to my mom and myself, I would leave the farm and my son-in-law and daughter would continue to call me whenever I was gone because all hell would break loose. Um, chairs, like when they would be in the other part of the house, all of our furniture would be tipped over. Uh, there would be um, dining room chairs, heavy wooden dining room chairs sitting on top of the table. Um, many times when we left the farm and came back, the radio in the garage would be at full blast um, nothing but static. Now this has been going on for a decade. Uh, while I was, we lived at the farm. I lived at the farm for six years and this kind of hell was going on all of the time with the radio. Um, one day I was working on a, an air conditioner and I was, uh, I don't know, fixing an electrical cord. Well, I came out, I couldn't find the, uh, two wheeler that I had used to, uh, carry the air conditioner around. Or the air conditioner. I go looking around and this, I'll just say my attachment, um, had taken the two wheel trailer and pushed this air conditioner to the furthest part of the farm to where we had a little, a little outhouse or a little, not an outhouse. It was a building out 
at back of the farm. Now, what? How can a specter use a two-wheel? How how can a specter use a two-wheel cart? Yeah, that still blows me away. Um, anyway, what I like I said, I used to listen to Coast to Coast, um, and now the updated podcasts and so forth. And um, just like I said, this is a decade ago. And on Jim Harold's program, um, I had heard this author talk about a shaman in Michigan. So I contacted the shaman and he channeled in did, and found out that this entity had been, he didn't know how old he was, but he had been about a 30-year-old guy who had committed suicide and his name was Eli. And he can actually see him as a shadow figure. Um, I can't do that. And actually, his wife, my daughter, can see him too because one night all hell was breaking loose. I had gone out, immediately called me, there's, you know, hell's breaking loose. Once again, the radio's turning on in the middle of the night. So I came back and uh, I always knew there was trouble when I would drive up and there'd be a flashlight on or fence pointing down their long driveway. So I knew things were bad. And so we were outside and all of a sudden there was like flashlights coming from uh, the beam coming in these various windows. And my son-in-law was out trying to catch up with I don't know what he was going to do, but he was going to try to catch him in the act, I guess, the sea lion. And so my daughter and I are looking out one of the windows. It's pitch black outside. And my daughter and I are standing there looking into the darkness outside. And she said, John, is that you? That's her husband. And she goes, oh, it's you. All I saw was darkness. But what they described uh, Eli was... He was darker than the night as a shadow figure. So to me, I've never seen him. He's invisible. When he used to be around, uh, he would show himself to them as a as shadow figure. I only got the tail end of his shenanigans, um, which is what led me to calling Isaac and Megan, because now running it up currently, what he would do is just tear up my bedroom or I would walk into my bedroom and all my vitamins and medication bottles would be stacked on top of one another. I don't know how he balanced them. They were like two feet tall. My mattress, once again, you got to think for mattresses. My mattress would be upended off my bed. And I, this thing is big. You know, it's a king size mattress. Not easy to move. I don't know how these entities have so much strength. Um, you know, sheets off my bed, the mattress, and, you know, clothes off the hangers. And it just got to be too much. And once I uh, started listening to uh, Hidden in the Shadows and found out that Isaac and Megan, as a duo, could could pull these things, that's when I contacted Isaac Megan and took care of it for me. And it's been peace ever since. You and Megan are just fantastic. All right. Uh, <laughs> to fill in some, some blanks, where you are currently is uh, an apartment building, right? That's correct. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I know I kind of skipped around. That's just how that's just how my old brain works. <laughs> Is that right? So, so, so after my long soliloquy, uh, I'll fill in whatever whatever blanks you want me to. It it helps if you'd lead me. So yeah, yeah. Because when you called when you called us and uh, your PC message, Megan, you messages to the Instagram or uh, you emailed us. That's right, you emailed us. When Megan remote view in, you basically told us you live in an apartment. You now you live on the second story of that apartment. Right. And I remember when the first time we called, uh, we couldn't figure. I, I pulled something from your place via the phone, um, which that's I've become good at but i didn't know i could do that until actually i did it the first time uh but your apartment where it was on the second floor was significant to the situation that we found out after the second call the first call we did i pulled something from your place might have been eli might have been an entity because when we found out that there's a portal underneath your bed and it's not necessarily underneath your bed like someone put it there whoever was on the downstairs uh downstairs uh below you the uh, apartment below you created it and it kind of shot up from where it was directly up underneath your bed so wherever the portal right. was uh in the, your your downstairs neighbor's apartment uh was directly underneath your bedroom which created that spot for dark energy to come forward hence why your bed kept getting messed up more than anything right that was uh, since we've, we've lived here a couple of years and that, my mattress, my... Yeah, because the first time I went through, I just pulled what, what what I felt there. And then when Megan came, she remembered you in. She basically guided me saying that it's underneath his bed, which I remember I asked you to put the camera down there, which is kind of weird. And that's where I felt yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, in a way, I wasn't surprised that there, there, there was more than the entity that was bothering me. Because if you remember, my son-in-law... He had counted at least three and the little girl, but she never saw the little girl. But you know what? I wonder if the little girl was maybe that Cheshire smiling thing that was sitting guarding the uh, portal. What we what we figured out, at least ascertained from the situation, is that the portal had a guardian, which was, like you said, the Cheshire face demon, which we call the Cheshire face demon because it had a giant grin like the Cheshire cat. Um. It was there guarding uh, the portal because the portal was there, put there on purpose. Uh, and that's why it was so strong for me to pull because the energy from it was intense, like not anything I've ever pulled before. Yeah, because I think I took Eli the first time and it didn't change because stuff kept getting out to that portal. And that's why you, right. the you, your, your son saw multiple entities because there was, because they kept coming through that portal. And when I grabbed it and I closed it, the Cheshire... Steam was the only thing left, and I believe it was in your living room. Uh, was right, we had to chase it. Yeah, I mean, you had to chase it, didn't you? Bedroom out to the oh, go to the go to the from the bedroom to the living room, right? Yeah, because Megan was saying that it was in the living room, right? Yeah, but uh, what I what we found out recently from helping our next person, which is Mariah. Uh, I now have a grasp of how I close portals. Um, it's something I haven't told you about, so this is new to you as it is to anyone listening. Okay. <laughs> um, Mike, the psychic on our team, uh, said when he sees my hand and he sees my ability work, it's like he's seeing tendril strings launch out of my fingertips 
and attach to whatever entity I'm pulling. Um, and I'm basically pulling them into the center point of my hand, like the energy itself. So it's like they, are, oh, they really? wrap around and attach and they pull the entity in. Um, <laughs> he calls it like the lasso of truth, like Wonder Woman's lasso of truth, how it's like it almost glows, uh, the tendrils when they wrap wow. around the entity. Um, so with that idea in mind, when I closed the portal at uh, Mariah's place, I saw, or at least I have the imagery of what I'm actually doing, the tendrils from my hand attached to around the portal and they grab and they start squeezing and closing the portal as I'm pulling the energy at the same time. Um, so, oh, cool. Yeah, so that's how that, the portal closing yeah, works. Yeah. Well, Mike can see that. Mike sees mm-hmm. it. I. Okay. This is how I imagine how it works. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I misunderstood you there for a minute. Yeah, I, the lasso of truth. <laughs> not, <laughs> not how I kind of want to see it, but I guess yeah, that's that's what he sees. How my ability works instead of like it being essentially a vacuum. It's not that. It's that the the energy from my hand basically like wrap around like the the, the entity itself and kind of pull it in my, to, to my hand. Um, he sees it, but that's probably a good representation of what I'm actually doing. Um, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because I always kind of tried to figure out how that energy must, it's got to be bigger than your hand. I know. Not to be so literal about it, but it, it must look like something like that. You know, how, like a Spider-Man web picturing in my head as your fingers the extensions of your fingers, but listen, you're not you're not producing a web. I'm just thinking that the energy extending from your fingers and hand. The aspects of what, how helping you, I guess, the amazing part behind is that you had a shaman come in and try to move these spirits on, but it didn't work. It, he didn't want to. The, uh, I I. Prayed for him. Um, I'm a Christian, and uh, uh, said that he would uh, aid him to the light, but he didn't want to go. The reason he gave was that he knew what this place was. He didn't know what was the light. So, I don't know what that tells you. Like you said, he. I don't. I don't know if it was channeling. Or if, uh, what is the other term for it? I just lost my thought on there. Um, what Megan? Crossover. When she, no, not the crossover. When she does her, her medium stuff where she goes to another location. What's that called? Oh, remote view. Yeah. He remote viewed and somehow, whatever, however he did it in shamanistic ways, communicated with Eli like a one-on-one thing. And he just absolutely refused to go. Thank you once again. Um, I I mean, it's been, as I, as I said before, it wasn't as violent or as, as energetic, I'll say, the last five years like it was the first five years. Thank God. I don't know what I would have done. But he followed me. I uh, had moved out to the farm and I went to, Moved to Las Vegas. Followed me to Las Vegas. Then I moved back to Minnesota. Moved back to Las Vegas again. 
and uh, now here back to Minnesota and has been attached to me the entire time until you took care of. Like I said, in, in Vegas, it wasn't, I don't know, it, it was, he was, he was not as energetic. Uh, how I knew he was there, he would leave things stacked. He liked stacking things, or used to. And, you know, when you'd find your rem- remote through a television somehow standing on amp, he'd do all those kind of things, just to let you know that, hey, I'm here. I didn't forget about you. But now it's, it's, it's like having a breath of fresh air. It has been so peaceful because if you think about it, walking into your house, never knowing night after night, like you said, you like to do these things at night, um, for 10 years, wondering what you're going to find, what kind of mess you're going to find. Because some of this stuff just startles you. Doesn't really scare me, but when you walk around the corner and you know, I have this, this, you will have this plastic thing that you set things on and to walk in your bedroom and have that being in pieces dismantled or just have it, have, having to rearrange things. In fact, um, I'm divorced and to remarry, but by having this entity attached to me, I didn't know if I wanted to find someone because how do you explain that you have this attachment unless they believe in the paranormal, they're not really going to want to be with you. So yeah. now you've opened that avenue and I didn't even sell loves on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like, I told you guys before this, you both are aces in my book. Uh, I just can't thank you enough for, I mean, you think about it every day for a decade wondering what's going to happen next. Like I said, it doesn't really frighten you after a while. It's, it's just, it, it gets just tired and, and sickening and really uh, can really make you feel down. And I've had a little pep in my step since you took care of it, Isaac. I, I always, with helping you and helping other people and hopefully future people too as well, is that I, the the quote by Lorraine Warren is always stuck with me, especially with what I can do. Uh, and is that that people were sick to go to the doctor when people are robbed, they call the police. But when people are dealing with stuff like this and have no one to turn to, that's what we come in and that's what we do what we do. Uh, and if I have an ability and uh, to take these things for, uh, forcefully from things that do not want to leave and that are causing torment, to people that they are haunting essentially um and i do nothing about it 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 almost feels selfish to not do what i can do uh and i have that consistent strive and take as much as i can off the the plane um and those that are just attached to places and buildings and and they're just consistently haunting there you know granted i'll get to them in time but the ones that are specifically targeting people and targeting their homes those are the ones that I'll make the top of my list, but bringing you on was, was a, what me and Megan wanted to do because we know there's more people out there that need help. Uh, but they might be hesitant to, because they either don't believe us or they think we're, we don't can't entirely do what we say we do. So they, we thought, well, we'll we just bring Barry on to talk about his case. I mean, he experienced it firsthand. He knows how it feels 
before and after? Well, I, you know, I, I listen to all your podcasts. I, I, gosh, I don't, I mean, how long has it been that we've been communicating back and forth? Last couple of months, right? Yeah. You remember when it was that you pulled the first time? Well, anyway, I, I'd started right from the beginning. Um, I think it was Hillbilly Horror Stories. I think I heard an ad for your podcast. Anyway, uh, wherever I heard about it, um, I started at the beginning and I listened all the way up. And you were, were talking about helping people. And I didn't contact you for a couple of months because I didn't want to bother you. It's like, you know, maybe my situation isn't bad enough. Well, yeah, of course, I just explained to however long I've been talking with you now about how bad it was and how it made me feel. But um, if if I can say this to the people who are listening, you're not bothering Isaac and Megan. They really want to help you. Don't wait two or three months before you contact them because the resolve, at least in my case and the other case that you've just been talking about, was so really done so quickly. I mean, my case was basically two or three phone calls and you, you pulled twice. And, you know, I don't know exactly how much work, which you and Megan do a lot of your end to prepare for all of this with your busy schedules, a lot of mental work, but please, anyone listening, don't play with an attachment that there to help you because it's the best thing that I've ever done. Paying me for this ad, believe it. <laughs> I can make another real deal. <laughs> I'm just so pleased. I, uh, as you know, every time I either texting back and forth with you or Megan, you know, I'm sort of gushing. I'm like, I was, I always tell Megan I'm a fanboy, <laughs> 65 year old fanboy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the, uh, like I, I remember I was reiterating, but yeah, uh, appreciate all that. Um, but one thing, uh, like I was saying before is that, um, you're going to be the first of the testimonials from, from people that we've, uh, talked or going to hopefully do more of uh i know we're going to bring on mariah uh later on um to share her story and stuff like that uh which i know you're interested in to hear someone else's perspective that we help oh gosh yes yes absolutely <laughs> no um, <laughs> uh so i mean that's that's something in the future to look forward to well when it comes to that and hopefully more cases in the future because uh, me pulling through electronic devices is something that I never thought I would be able to do, but with enough practice, apparently I can't. So, um, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. <laughs> I know. I know you always you, you can't think it's enough, but like I said, like it's it, it's it's what we were, I guess, made to do in a sense. And I just and and once again, you just do it well. And uh, I gotta say, when you know. You talk about people being skeptical, okay, that they've never heard anything like your special, you know, I mean, people have heard of mediums and psychics and all of that, but why couldn't you be a, a, a physical media? That's what I call it. You're a physical media. 
rather than a psychic medium. I'd never, I'd never heard of anybody do what you can do before, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. I remember one of your podcasts, you said that there was only like one other person that you had talked to um, who actually did what you do, right? Yeah, it's Jane in Australia. She pulls positive That's energy. Right. Australia. Yeah. She uh, she pulls positive yeah. energy, though, and helps cross it over to the other side. It's kind of like the opposite of what I do. Instead of pulling darkness and imprisoning it, she pulls light energy and then transfers it to the other side. So when you have entities, like when you're in that library, what was that library that you you went to numerous times? And oh, it was a little girl that wanted to stay. Went there with your first paranormal. You can help cross over positive too with your left hand, right? I mean, I can pull the positive energy, but I I choose not to because that's I'm ripping essentially someone off the plane by doing so. So you can imagine what I do okay, with dark okay. entities, but to light entities. So that's why I never okay. use the pull ability with my left hand. I use it to feel around. And find something, but as a pulling something off the plane, no, I never do that. No, no, I didn't mean that you pull positive off the plane. I thought that you helped. I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I was misconstruing that with uh, the young woman in Australia. Because um, I, I know that you talk about that you get uh, sensation in both hands, that your left is your positive and but you, most of your work is done with your right, correct? Yes. Only the negative energies? Only the negative ones. So you're like Popeye with the... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm young in spirit, Isaac. Young in I, spirit. I know. <laughs> I'm just thankful, like I said before, that I didn't wait longer than I did. And that's why I encouraged everybody to not to wait because you do really want to help people like you helped me. And what a relief. Uh, as I said before, you put a little skip in my step knowing that I don't have to uh, wonder what, whenever I, in the evening, when I've been out, when I come in, what am I going to have to encounter? Because it just gets really tiring after a while. Like I said, not so much frightening. There's been a couple of times where I get the, the, the chili bumps, but, uh, you know, that, that sort of went away a long time ago, a decade ago. Uh, like I said, the way that John and Quinn saw me was a shadow, shadow figure, an outline of a, a man just all darker than night moving around. I do appreciate you coming on Barry and, and sharing your, your side of the story that we told. I hope <laughs> it wasn't so, uh, that it wasn't too disconnected uh a sort of freeform thought there but uh thanks for asking me i really appreciate it very honored to know you and megan and you can always hold the title easier the first <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of cool but i i appreciate coming on and sharing the story hopefully it gives people uh anyone who listens uh enough confidence to contact us you're really giving me closure uh, continue to listen to you and you and megan on your great prod- podcast and uh, I, I just wish you much success with helping more people and, and with the podcast and with everything. Uh, like I said, you guys are aces in my book. Always will be. I'll never forget you ever.
I'll be talking for as long as I live. I'll be talking to people about what you did for me. Because I'm not afraid to tell people I have a ghost. There are people who are very uncomfortable in whatever, when I strike up a conversation with different people, people don't want to think that there are, are ghosts or are entities out there. And I really don't care because um, ghosts are as real as you and I. Spirits that just don't want to cross over for whatever reason. Yeah. That's, just, that's the thing the shaman could not tell me, why he didn't want to cross over. To me, that would be hell, you know, just a hell of a way to exist. Sort of like uh, your only joy comes out of uh, messing with people or messing with one or two individuals and following them around. Still don't understand how he got attached to that chair because it was an elderly couple that sold it to my mom. So I don't know what the story was. I sure would like to have known but we got rid of a perfectly good chair. I did <laughs> <laughs> and kept the goals. Yeah. That, thanks for your time. And thanks for asking me to come on. I really appreciate it. No, it, maybe it, it's as much as you're thanking me. I, I, I thank you. So, because like I said, I'll hopefully give person the confidence to come contact us. Um, hope, hope so too. Yeah. But, uh, I do appreciate, uh, everyone who's listening. Um, uh, and as always, you can uh, uh, catch our social media, Hidden the Shadows podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shah 6 on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all our social media and always listen to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. Uh, also, you can email us through directly through there, or if you have a paranormal situation, uh, you can contact us at our Hidden the Shadows podcast on Instagram, which is the best way to get in touch with us, or the Shadow Walker Paranormal Instagram as well, which is our paranormal team. So, yeah, there's two ways you can contact us. But as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one.